Welcome into the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. He's wearing a Fade Me shirt today, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man of the people in the room. Welcome into a Monday edition of Ride the Line, Grant. Monday edition of Ride the Line. I don't know about you, Tanner, for me. The reason I'm wearing this shirt is... It was appropriate to fade me last week. It was a rough week for me. I think I went one and two on all three episodes last week. So I'm looking to use this Monday to get myself back on track, back on the right foot. Not for myself, not just for you, but for the Ride the Line family. They all deserve it. So I'm here with my best picks of the week. I went one and two on Friday, too. And it's because college kickers can't make a damn kick to save their life. (laughs) You know what? I saw a kick. I forget. I saw about six kicks live this weekend. And I think one went through the uprights. But there was one kick where the laces was facing the kicker and he literally took it. He shanked it down the left field line and the announcers were saying, oh, it's because the laces were back. No, no, it's not. You shouldn't shank a 20 yard field goal wide left by 100 yards if the laces are facing back. It can still go through the damn uprights. These kickers are soft. I don't know why college kickers can't make kicks. I saw it this weekend. It was a, a kid made a 40 yarder, a 25 yarder, and then he had like a 30 yard. I'm like, okay, this one's not going in. There's no way he's going three for three. Boom, shanked it. It's ridiculous. Freaking ridiculous. And then Navy kicking a field goal down 42 points. Are you And I didn't have the over. So like, I, I didn't really, like, I didn't care. But like, the fact of the matter is, are you that big of a wussy? Yeah, that, that was bad. You know what, Tanner? This this harkens back to the first episode of Ride the Line we ever did, where it's like college kids can't make free throws and they can't make kicks. It's, it's kind of one in the same. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I don't it's it's so frustrating, but it's so fun. It's so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch kickers just rip your money out of your sportsbook accounts. Hey, did we talk about on air our our dark horse Sam Hartman Heisman candidacy? Because I think it got off to a decent start. He did. Notre Dame's trash. I think we mentioned it, but Notre Dame's trash. Like, I'm not I'm not sold on Notre Dame at all. They were getting ripped up early in the game. I know Navy averaged 2.6 yards per play by the end of the game, but Navy also did not throw the ball, and there were receivers running wide open down the field because the safeties were playing about seven yards all game. So Navy's head coach is in over his head. He needs to go. Navy's trash. Notre Dame should dominate them. But when Notre Dame plays a legitimate team, I will be betting against the Fighting Irish every day of the week. Well, I guess there's only one way to uh, find out. Do you know who they've got? I'm sure the schedule's not that hard for the next month or so, right? No, they only have to get USC, Clemson, and one other tough game. USC, Clemson, and Ohio State, maybe. That well, I mean, that's that, that's looking like an 0-3 to me. Yeah, so they lose all those games. They'll be playing in the freaking Pe- – not the Peach Bowl. They'll be playing in the Blue Bonnet Bowl or something like that. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's where Sam Hartman's going to be finishing his career as the Mayo Bowl. All right, Grant. Anyways, subscribe to the channel. Kickers can't make kicks. If you want to hear all the frustrations throughout the entire football season, come to the show, subscribe, lock in right now. We're giving you guys MLB plays today, NFL plays all season. So make sure you subscribe. Anyways, yep, NFL season is going to be a huge time for us. Tanner and I are already talking about some behind the scenes stuff. We, uh, we're re- getting ready to bring to you guys. But the first thing we are bringing you today on this Monday episode is the MLB betting picks. And I'm going to get us started here. Tanner and I are both going to talk about one game here, but we're going to take different views on it. I'm going to start with the over of nine and a half in the Astros Red Sox matchup. On the mound in this one, Christian Javier for the Astros. He has a 452 ERA and a 120 
36 whip. Going against Chris Sale, who's got a 468 ERA and a 114 whip. Javier is a 559 ERA this month. His last start was against the Red Sox. Gave up three earned runs in five innings. Not that good. Sale's got a 514 this month. His last start was against the Astros. Gave up four earned runs in five innings. So again, both these guys, the last outing was against this opponent, and neither one of them did very well. Uh, thanks to our good friend, Greg Peterson uh, Tanner, he told me, and I mean, I'm sure other people knew this as well, but he pointed out that the Boston Red Sox have the highest differential in batting average from home to away stadium. This game is being played in Boston, so that is going to help them out tremendously. Now, if I'm looking at purely at betting trends recently, the Red Sox have gone over in 11 straight games. 11 straight games, the Sox have hit the over. The Astros have hit the over in 10 out of their last 12. These teams played a four-game series last week in Houston. All four games in those went over. The Astros, they have a decent bullpen, so maybe they're not going to give up a ton of runs late. But you know what? The Red Sox is 26th in ERA over the last month, so that's going to balance it out. I think we get a lot of runs in this one, and I like the over. The line did creep up to 10 in certain spots. That one made me a little more scared, but at 9.5, I love this over. I like the over, too, and I just don't like Chris Sale that much. So I'm going to take the Astros for the plus money here. Anytime you can get Houston for plus money, you should take it. Even with Javier on the mound, I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game, as you were saying, Grant. I would lean towards the over. Even at 10, I think, worst case, you're going to get a push there, but um, based on what we saw last series, Chris Sale can't really pitch to Hot or Chris Sale can't pitch the Astros. Based on what we saw last series, Javier can't pitch the Red Sox. So I think there's going to be a lot of run scored in this game, but I do like the Astros to come out on top. I think we saw in the Dodgers series a lot. The Red Sox were in games, but they blew up late. They couldn't find a way to win late, even at home. And I think the Astros are that same kind of team. Now they're chasing the Mariners in the division. So that's another added added a source of motivation. The Red Sox are preparing for 2024 as we speak. So I would be on Houston for the plus money. I just think it's worth it here. What I'm wondering about with the Astros as it relates to the the development that is the Seattle Mariners, how are the Astros going to handle that? Because they're not they're not used to being the chasers. I, I mean, in theory, it would give them more motivation to play better. But that's not necessarily how it works. You know, sometimes when the top dog gets past, they, they don't really like that and they start to shut down. I want to see how the Astros respond. Doesn't matter, Grant. You know why? Why? The Baltimore Orioles are going to the World Series, so it just does not matter at all. Whoa. You're taking are you calling that right here, right now? The Orioles are representing the American League. I mean, who else is good in the they're the best team in the American League? They I are, but I, I don't want to say that I I'm not trying to take credit away from them. They're not getting lucky or anything like that, but they have been overperforming a little bit at the plate. Their starting pitching isn't amazing, and Felix Bautista's got that potential UCL problem. I'm not sold on them yet. Well, I'm not sold on anyone else either in the American League. I mean, yeah, that's true. The Rangers have completely – it looked like the Rangers, like they were, you know, right up there as maybe the favorite, and then they get get Max Scherzer and they get Aroldis Chapman, and they've gotten worse ever since then, which is weird. The Mariners, I mean – Despite this hot streak, they're still like 20th in the league in batting average this season. And you got to wonder, when is this hot streak going to run out? We've seen like the Cincinnati Reds went on a crazy hot streak. The Pittsburgh Pirates were on a crazy hot streak to start the season. Are the Mariners actually this good? Are they going to come back to earth? Um, who else is there? The Blue Jays, they, you know, we don't believe in them. The Rays, uh, you know, the, the, have all of their starting pitchers damn near are injured. So to your point, I mean, I'm not sold on anybody in the American League, but still, I, I just got a couple questions with the Orioles. Everyone needs to calm down about the Mariners. We're going to talk about that game right after this, but everyone needs to calm down. They took a series from the Red Sox. They lost one game. Then they beat a bad Angels team in four games. They beat the bad Padres team in two games. They got beat by the Orioles in a series. 
They won two, three of four from the Royals. They beat the Astros. They beat the two or three from the White Sox. Then they swept the Royals. Like they haven't really played. It's not like they've gone through the ringer outside of the Astros in that stretch. Now it's hard to win all those games, but you haven't beaten anyone good. And your one test against the Orioles, you lost the series. Yeah. And I mean, I, I won't, it's the Orioles. Like you said, you're just, you're picking them to go to the world series, but I do understand your point 100%. I think that it's good to look at to the Mariners in the short term because they are on this hot streak, but I, I don't think it's good to look at them in the long term as to say, Oh, the Mariners are going to win the world series. Now I, I wouldn't go that far. No, now when you're being up against the dog water Royals, the dog water angels, the Padres who are underperformers and all that. So, all right, Grant, let's keep it going here. Mariners, you can start with this one. Yeah, uh, so Taylor and I were talking about the same game in the last one, and now I believe we both have the same pick here, despite us uh, maybe being a little pessimistic on the Mariners as a futures prospect. The reality is they should be able to win this game against the Athletics, and they should be able to cover the run line minus one and a half. Now, Kyle Muller is going to get the start here, it looks like. He went as a follower last week, um, You know, came out after an opener. My guess is he's going to get – you know, most of the bulk innings in this one, but he's got, he's got a one and four record, a 728 ERA and a 189 whip. I mean, those are just horrible numbers. And then Adrian Martinez was originally scheduled as the starter in some books here. Um, so I'm wondering if he's gonna be one of the top guys used in relief. He's 0 and 2 with a 571 ERA, 144 whip. Again, pretty terrible numbers. Martinez has played in 15 games this season. The A's have not won a single game he's played in. Think about, we're almost at the end of the season. He has not seen his team win a single time when he's played, which is just very depressing. Now, Brian Wu's getting the start for the Mariners here. He's 1-3, 458 ERA, 122 whip. Not that amazing in numbers. He really struggled at the end of last month, but in two starts this month, does have a 270 ERA, so he's starting to come good again. And again, you know, we might be talking down on the Mariners as a World Series prospect, but the reality is they have covered in 21 of their last 29 games. The A's aren't terrible against the spread. They're actually kind of profitable for a month or two here and there. But over the last 25 games, they've only covered 10 times. That's just 40%. The offenses, the athletics are playing better than they have all season, but they are still getting outscored by quite a wide margin by the Mariners. They've got the hot hand right now, and you just don't bet against that. So they've played seven times this season. The Mariners have won every game, and they've covered in four of the seven games. So it's going to be a toss-up here. The pitching matchup, though, just makes me lean towards Seattle. Kyle Muller being on the mound with the 7-2-8 ERA and a 189 whip. Like, you you got to be that bad to have a 189 whip in the big leagues. Shouldn't even be in the big leagues if that's the case. And then Brian Wu is like a strikeout machine, 63 and 59 innings, high swing and miss rate. So I think the Athletics are going to struggle tonight. Mariners being at home 37-28. and 28. They're on a heater against bad teams. They're playing a bad team tonight. Only makes sense to go with the Seattle Mariners, America's team. The Seattle Mariners are America's team. That's what I hear. They're America's. That's what I hear. They're America's team. All right, Tanner and I have been pretty similar up to this point, but we are going to split off a little bit here. My final pick of the show is going to be the San Diego Padres minus one and a half versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I will admit I have had a, a torrid time betting with or against or anything involving the Padres this season. They are just so inconsistent. They win games they should lose. They lose games they should win. They go over when they should go under. They go under when they should go over. None of the Padres season makes sense, and I think everybody will agree with that. But the simple fact is I, I can't bet against them in this spot, and the reason is Blake Snell's on the mound. Yes, regressions come for him a little bit. He's got a 391 ERA this month, but that's still not bad. And for the season, he's the league leader in ERA with a 273, got a 127 whip. 
Going against Adam Wainwright, who is the worst pitcher in baseball, there is no conversation to be had. He's 3-9 and nine with an 861 ERA and a 199 whip. He has a 14.73 ERA this month, just gave up six earned in his last start, has given up three-plus earned runs in 15 of his 17 starts this season. He has just been absolutely horrendous. And when we talk about MLB betting, just as a concept, a lot of it comes down to, well, who's got the better pitcher? We have the best pitcher in the league statistically versus the worst pitcher in the league statistically. What what do you want me to do? And then if we look at the offenses, everybody wants to say or keep it in their mind, the Cardinals had this hot streak coming out of the all-star break, which did happen. But over the last 30 days, the Cardinals have scored fewer runs than every team in the league. So you have the worst pitcher in the league with the worst offense in the league. I can't, I, I just can't, why, why would I not take this bet? I understand the Padres are inconsistent. I understand they have been terrible against the spread lately, but I just, I, I just can't not take this line. And I know the Padres are only minus 175 on the money line in my head. That should be like minus 230 to minus 250. So maybe I'm, I'm the, the odds makers are a little more, they're giving a little more hope to the Cardinals than I am, but I can't do it. I'm taking Padres minus one and a half and I'm locking it up. Cardinals are trash. It's a good pick, Grant. Don't second guess it. I, I mean, but uh, would you agree with me that minus one seventy five for the money line, like you would think it would be higher? Nah, because you got the inconsistency from the Padres. So I think it's about right. Like when you're getting two hundred money lines, you're you're getting pretty high up there. Like even the giant, not the like the the Mariners against the Athletics, like minus two fifty five today. I think. I mean. So. I mean, it's just Blake Snell versus Adam Wainwright for the, uh, the the worst pitcher in the league, the worst offense in the league. I can't do it. I'm out. Oh, yeah, Wainwright's terrible. He's he's horrendous. He needs yep. to go. All right, Tanner, what's your last pick? My last pick is the Dodgers on the money line. I don't love this because they have to travel, but other than that, I love it. Um, Bobby Miller is going to throw for the Dodgers against Zach Gallon and the Diamondbacks. Both pitchers very good. Actually, Bobby Miller has done almost as well as Gallon in his time on the bump this season. They're different pitchers a little bit. Gallon's a little more of a strikeout guy. He's got 168 innings on the bump, 144 hits allowed. Bobby Miller's got 81 innings on the mound, 72 hits allowed. Strikeout numbers are a little lower, as I said, but he's done a good job keeping the ball in the yard, just like Zach Gallon. So two similar pitchers. You might want to look at the under here as well, just because the Dodgers are traveling back from Boston. They did that yesterday, so that's another thing to look at here. But Dodgers on the money line, they find ways to win late, and their offense is just that good. Um, Dodgers hitting 254 as a team, 339 OBP. They've hit 57 more homers than the Diamondbacks this season. They've scored almost, actually, well, 102 more runs than the Arizona Diamondbacks. And when you look at Zach Gallon as of late, he's pitched like very well in his past, whatever, X amount of starts past month. But when he's pitched against the Dodgers this season, he does have a 964 ERA. So that's another thing to look at, too. It's not pitched well against the Dodgers. Only has one start against them, but got absolutely lit up in that start. So I'm going to take Los Angeles on the money line. I would disagree with you as far as the under goes. I think this is going to be a game with a lot of runs. Uh, both these pitchers have ERAs in the twos this month, but Bobby Miller's worse at home and Gallon, to your point, kind of. He's got a 446 ERA when he is on the road, and you know he's struggled against the Dodgers, so I think he's going to let up a lot of runs. The only thing I would be cautious about is the Diamondbacks are fourth in scoring over the last two weeks. They've really found themselves at the plate, but we've seen what the Dodgers have done recently. They've been scoring a ton of runs. They just hung up a lot of them on the Red Sox. Yes, they have to fly home, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's the Dodgers. You can always. Con- 
count on them to be consistent above all else. And that bullpen has risen into the top three in ERA over the last 30 days. I'll be taking the Dodgers on the money line here as well. Dodgers money line. Lock it up. Great show, Grant. Yes, great show, Tanner. Like I said, personally, I'm trying to get back on track. You're just trying to keep delivering the winners as you always do. But guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Tanner and I will be back on Wednesday with more MLB betting picks. But Tanner, until then, get us on out of here. That was Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. We'll see you on Wednesday for another episode.